Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. God bless you. This is Bishop Dennis McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ, Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. And again, I am just so elated to have this opportunity to share with you the Word of God, that Word that can change your life and impact it in such a way where life will be everything that you've hoped it would be, everything that you've dreamed that life could be. And so we're not going to waste a lot of time today. We're going to get right to the matter at hand, and we're going to dive into the Word of God and see what God's Word says in this season of living life. Father God, we thank you this day for your peace, your grace, your mercy, your love, your kindness. God, all of those attributes that you share with us that makes life worth living. And even, God, for those uh, that may be facing a time of challenge, a time of difficulty, God, those attributes still are true because in the midst of where we are, we know you are there. And so, God, I pray that you would begin to change even now as we pray for your people, begin to change circumstances and to change outcomes for the positive. So, dear God, that your people may walk in the blessedness that you've foreordained for us so that our lives as your sons and daughters will be a reflection of your perfect will for our lives when you establish such at creation. And God, I pray that this radio broadcast today will minister to people everywhere. Let it speak as only your word can speak. Let it bless as only you can bless. And God, at the end of the matter, we will give you the praise, honor, and glory. As a matter of fact, God, we won't wait till it's over to give you praise. We tell you thank you right now. For those of you that are listening, just, just open your voice up now and just say, Lord, I thank you right now for being good to me. God, we ask that you bless us, give us what to say and how to say it. In your darling son Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you again. This is the Victory in the Word Radio Ministry of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ. I'm Bishop Dennis J. McMurray. And on behalf of our First Lady, Dr. E. Jean Lackey McMurray, and the entire Renaissance Church of God in Christ congregation, we welcome you to this weekly radio broadcast. I bring your attention today to the book of St. Luke, to the book of St. Luke, the 17th chapter and the 11th. 11th verse, a very appropriate passage of scripture, and one that I pray will encourage you and move you to action uh, to always remember just how good God has been to us all. In that 11th verse of that 17th chapter, it says, while Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. And they raised their voices and called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were miraculously healed and made clean. 
One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying and praising and honoring God with a loud voice, and he lay face down at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten of you cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was there no one found to return and to give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? Verse 19 says, Jesus said unto him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith or your personal trust in me and your confidence in God's power has restored you to health. The King James Version says, has made you whole. The subject I'd like to share with you today is never forget. Never forget. Never forget. As we look at this passage of scripture and this profound Bible story, the focal point of it has several interesting points that I want to bring to your attention today. The first is living life in a miserable place. Then it also highlights living life with miserable people. Boy, that's interesting. All the I could just preach on those points, but I but I shall continue. I, just 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 let me recap those two again. Living life in a miserable place and living life with miserable people. Point three, trying to deal with the difficulty of why me, why now? Then we're going to talk a little bit about receiving the miracle of healing and then living life, realizing you owe God all of your life for eternity. Boy, now that's powerful right there. As, as God has done something for you that you could never do for yourself, the case in these lepers' lives, we need to realize that we owe God our life for eternity. Let's look at this thing called leprosy for just a moment. Leprosy is a severe attack against one's central nervous system. Leprosy affects your skin, your vocal cords, your spinal cord, your limbs, and disfigures those things where they look nothing like they were intended to look. It works on your brain. But the unique thing about leprosy it does not kill immediately. But then it doesn't seem to have an end to it either. Isn't that something? You're in misery, but it seems like the misery goes on and on and on. Instead, when you look at leprosy, it lingers for years, causing the tissues to, to literally disintegrate and it deforms the body. And then ultimately it leads to death. Leprosy is, is leprosy was one of those diseases uh, in the Bible days where uh, you had to pronounce it, it. It required isolation. Isolation. You couldn't be a part of the normal society. You had to live in in, in a colony of other lepers. You had to leave friends and family and social relationships and uh, and you had to live out on the outskirts of town and and as a result of that um, the only people that you had an opportunity to spend quality time with were other people in your same condition other people who were lepers how can you have quality time how can you have a quality expectation when the people that you're forced to spend time with because of your condition 
are dealing with the same exact condition as yours. That was the case in the life of a leper. It worked on your happiness. It caused depression. It caused loneliness in a person's life. And that's where these 10 lepers were living in this Bible passage. They were living in hopelessness. And if you took a real look at leprosy and tried to sum up what leprosy meant or how it worked on you, I'll just suggest to you that this, that, 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 that leprosy was an attack against a person's central nervous system and also an attack on a person's way of living or their quality of life. Since the beginning of human time, Satan has desired to negatively attack the quality of life that God has mandated for each one of us as his children to live. I need you to know today that God loves you and Satan hates you. I think you know that, that God is a God of love and God wants the best for us and Satan wants the worst for us. When I look in the book of uh, St. Luke again, as I stay there in this 22nd chapter and the 31st verse, Jesus confirms that love-hate relationship when he said, Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has desired to have you, have you apostles for himself. He wants to separate you from me as a farmer separates wheat from husk. That's what Satan thinks that he's going to do when you find yourself dealing with a circumstance that seems almost impossible to overcome. Satan thinks that he has you right where he wants you. And he's going to destroy you and allow and cause you to disconnect from your from your relationship with God. When you look at this Bible passage and look at all the messages that are being said, sent, sent to us, life issues and circumstances, the enemy through life issues and circumstances. The enemy desires to attack our emotional well-being. I'm going to say that again. Attack our emotional well-being in an effort to separate us from God. I mean, the enemy has an agenda. And that agenda is he wants to cause emotional challenge in our relationship. Emotional challenges in our finances. Emotional challenges in our health, in our career, in our self-esteem and self-worth. He, he wants to cause havoc everywhere that he can. And like leprosy, these emotional challenges that we incur trying to live this life, they may not kill us immediately. But neither do they seem to end. Satan wants these emotional challenges to linger for years and years and rob you of the quality life that God mandated in John 10, 10, when Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that life more abundantly. The enemy doesn't like the fact that God has interwoven in your destiny, happiness, joy, peace, Fulfillment, prosperity, freedom, 
Those are attributes of salvation. But he wants to have these emotional challenges that most of us have been carrying a long time. He wants them to linger for years and years and years and years so that you're never set free in your thinking and you're never set free in your attitude and actions and living. And he ultimately wants to have us die and be dead and not live the fulfilled life that God has given for us. But here these lepers realized that Jesus was strategically, he went by them, he went through that area intentionally. He knew where he was going and he knew he would encounter the, the lepers and he wanted to see how bad did they want to be set free. Jesus knew well aware of who and where and what. And he went there not to force himself on them, but he went there in hopes that they would look beyond their challenges and realize that their savior, their hope was passing by. I need to say something to somebody today that I pray blesses you. Thank God for the strength that you have left. Thank God for the energy you do have left. Thank God for the life you do have left. And I'm coming to let you know this day that all you've got to do is use what you have left. And that's more than enough to get the attention of Jesus that will result in the life-changing miracle in your life. So that's what these lepers did. They said, look, we've been in this place long enough. Don't know if Jesus will ever pass by this way again. If he doesn't recognize us, if he doesn't hear us, if he doesn't bless us, what have we lost? But just what if he does notice us? Just what if he does stop and minister to us? And that's the attitude we've got to have, my brothers and sisters. I know it gets very, very discouraging when you keep trying and don't get the results that you think you should have. Very, very discouraging when you follow the principles of the church, the principles of seed, time, and harvest, the principles of faithfulness, the principles of a great attitude, the principles of worship, the principles of consistency, the principles of tithing and offering, the principles of serving, and in doing and walking out all these principles, it seems like the Lord is not listening. Well, I've come to let you know that this is a moment today as I speak to you to tell you that you've got to encourage yourself this day and not depend on anybody else and stretch out in God one more time. If you give up on you, you give up on you and it's nobody else's responsibility for you but you. Listen at what it says in the 13th verse of that 17th chapter. It says, and they raised their voices and called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were miraculously healed and made clean. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what that said? It says, and they raise their voice. They begin to praise. Sometimes 
your deliverance and your healing is in your praise. That's why the enemy wants you to come to church and just sit there and have it your way. Sit there when the worship leader or the minister of the day is telling you to clap your hands and respond to the word and say amen and all those kind of things. And you just want to sit there because you don't feel like it. There's one thing that God doesn't have every time you come into his presence. He doesn't have your praise and he wants it. There's power in your praise. There's deliverance in your praise. There's breakthrough in your praise. As we see in this passage of scripture, when those lepers made up their mind to open up their mouths and get the attention of Jesus through their praise, something miraculously happened. Jesus did not recognize, y'all hear this, he did not recognize their condition, he recognized their praise. Verse 13 says again, in the Amplified Version of Scripture, and they raised their voices and called out, Master, Jesus, have mercy on us. And verse 14 says, and when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were miraculously healed and made clean. So much was produced out of their praise. They were motivated because they made the choice to praise. They were energized because they made the choice to praise. I'm going to tell you the best time to give God praise is when you don't feel like praising him. It's when it's a struggle to get out praise. You know yourself that God's been extremely good on so many levels in spite of what we're going through. And in those times when you don't feel like giving God proper praise, you don't feel like lifting up the name of Jesus. That's the time when your praise will probably be the most effective. Because in the case of these 10 lepers, when they made up in their mind, I'm not going to let my circumstance and the and my condition stop me from getting the attention of Jesus. And I'm going to get the attention of Jesus the only way and the best way I know that works. And that's through my praise. I'm here to let somebody know you get the attention of Christ Jesus when you praise him in a difficult time. And a difficult situation. As we look at our sermon today, I want to let y'all know that when we cry out, when we cry out to God when we're hurting, God is moved with compassion and he's moved to action. And God knows how to wipe away our tears and heal the conditions that have been bothering us however long it's been bothering us. I'm here to let somebody know today something's been bothering you and you've got to change your environment and you've got to move into what's called the sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of praise is that type of praise when you look at it at a human level. I don't have a reason to praise God. I don't have the energy to praise God. I've been going through too long, and if it ain't changed now, it ain't going to change with this level of praise. But the atmosphere of the praise and the sacrifice of praise comes when you shift from emotional praise to intellectual praise. That's a little term that I came up with. Intellectual praise simply suggests, I know that I owe God praise. I know 
The only way it's going to change is I got to change my attitude. And the way that I change my attitude is I change my praise. For my praise changes the altitude of my energy. Because the devil would have you, amen, be suffocated by the thing that you're going through. But God wants you to be elevated by the praise that you release into his presence. When these lepers lifted that praise or released that praise out of a hurting body, out of a hurting mind. Sometimes praise, no, yeah, yeah, sometimes praise begins out of a posture of hurt and disappointment. These 10 lepers cried or they focused all of their energy, watch this, on getting the attention of Jesus. Maybe you're at a point in life where you've got to focus all of your attention all of your energy on getting the attention of Jesus. Maybe there's a, this is a call for attention, the attention of Jesus. And you got to focus your energy because when, when, when I just, even as I'm preaching this sermon today, I know many of you listening, you have, you have cried and you are crying and, oh my God. And you want what God has for you, but it seems like it's not going to happen. And then you look around at other people and they get what they want every time they ask for it. I, I, I can't tell you why it works like that. But you got to make sure that frustration doesn't cripple you. And you got to make sure today that that you don't walk away from God and diminish the quality of time required to give God for a miracle. You can't say within yourself, my life is going to be what it is and I'm going to enjoy it to the end. You can't say that I'm going to just accept my hand and I'm just going to let things be like they are. You've got to make up in your mind and you've got to say within yourself, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. Remember, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. He wants you to think you're losing your mind, but I'm here to tell you the devil is a lie and a deceiver. And I don't want you to forget that there is more to you than that one thing you've been waiting for God to miraculously set you free from. Most of us, our conditions aren't as bad as a leper. Yes, the conditions are real, but there's more to you than what you need worked out right now. And we need to say within ourselves, Lord, I'll never forget what you've done for me and what you've already set me free from. That's what happened with this leper as they were praising God and uh, got Jesus' attention. He said, go show yourself to the priest because the priest was the one that had to pronounce them clean. When they got to the priest and, they, and that priest pronounced them clean, oh, my goodness, for the first time in a long time, they had things that they'd never been able to afford before. And, and they said, look, we're going to enjoy life. I've been without their swag level changed. They said, I'm feeling good about myself. World, here I come. 
I mean, they said, I've been waiting to do me for a long time. Now I can do me. I'm going to connect with my friends and my family and my centers of influence. I got what I want. I don't have leprosy no more. They got what they wanted, but they didn't give what God desired. And that was proper praise and thanksgiving. I want you to know something. There's more to you than what you're asking God to set you free from. And this one leper realized, wait a minute, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I wouldn't be here healed now. So he said, Lord, I'll never, he, he went back and told him, Lord, I'll never forget what you've done to set me free. And Jesus said, wasn't there 10 of y'all? And only one of you then came back to tell me, thank you. I'm here to tell you right now, if you owe God some thanks because he set you free and you didn't just kind of get caught up in the things that you've been doing and the blessings you've been enjoying, it's to your advantage to run back to the Lord and say, Lord, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Y'all, in this, in this time where people quickly forget, I'm urging you to run back and tell the Lord, thank you what you've done for me because that Bible passage as I begin to end for this session says that Jesus looked at him and said, man, because you came back, not only have I healed you, but now that you're in my presence, I'm going to make you whole. In other words, I'm going to complete the process. I'm here to tell somebody today, you may have been relieved from this and blessed from that, but the Lord needs to make you whole, whole in your mind, whole in your attitude, whole in your actions, whole in your outlook on life. It's not just enough to be healed. You've got to be made whole whole as well so that you can function and move in areas that you haven't been part of for a while and I want to encourage you today to make it your personal business to run back to the Lord this weekend and say Lord I'll never forget what you've done for me only you know how good God has been to you and only you can give him the level of praise that he deserves and so my brothers and sisters if you needed him then you're going to need him later on today you're going to need him later on next year the year after this and the year after that make sure you don't burn a bridge because you got what you needed and forgot what god wanted you to have i'm bishop dennis mcmurray and i want you this weekend to make it your point fall down on your knees get into the presence of god and tell the lord lord i'll never forget what you've done for me god bless and see you next time Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday School at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.